live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Welcome, everybody, to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. Also, make sure you guys jump over and check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. In case you guys missed it last night, uh, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, Rach, Chat Live. Uh, Chris, Craig, and uh, Taz were in the studio. Um, I had another great guest last night, so make sure that you guys uh, catch the replay on that. You can go to the site and uh, hit on the Blog Talk Radio uh, player, or you can just go to Blog Talk Radio and uh, find us on the 110 Nation Sports Radio um, Network. Um, you can also catch us on Spreaker, uh, uh, iHeartRadio. Um, uh, iTunes, Google Play, you name it, uh, we're there. So make sure you guys check it out and check out all the great shows um, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. You guys will be back in the studio again next Monday night. we got another great guest, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Got a lot of things to uh, jump into tonight. It's been an interesting, um, interesting week when it comes to the uh, – um, when it comes to the sporting world, first of all, tip my hat to uh, NASCAR. Um, couldn't go out west and go to uh, <laughs> couldn't go to California. Not that I, I, not that everybody's jumping at going to California, but anyway, um, they couldn't go to California to uh, do a race. So back to back weeks at Daytona. Uh, week two on their schedule, they did the road course. All three races came down to. Uh, Different strategies, overtime, and pits. It was uh, a hell of a uh, hell of a weekend. Uh, ben Rhodes took the Truck Series race. Ty Gibbs took the uh, um, Xfinity Series race for his first Xfinity, well, one his first Xfinity race period, um, but for his first win. And then Christopher Bell um, took it in the Cup Series for his first win um, in his. Uh, Monster Cup uh, career. So, uh, but all three races, hell of a races. Um, strategy was definitely interesting and uh, loved how all three races played out. I, I tip my hat to NASCAR and uh, how those races played out. Fortunately for them, they played out great. Um, I'd, I'd love to know um, the, the ratings on them, but uh, I know being a fan of uh, NASCAR, 
uh, I've not always been a, a super big road course fan, but uh, the Daytona road course is definitely a, a, a favorite of mine when it comes to the road courses. So I'm glad I got an opportunity to uh, to be at the house and be able to watch that. Um, I know last year we were supposed to go to the Brickyard, and of course, because of this quote unquote um, pandemic, um, we were unable to attend. Um, they refunded, well, they didn't refund, uh, they gave us tickets for the race this year, but it looks like they're doing the road course at Indy. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that track plays out and getting an opportunity to go to that race. Um, a lot of talk today. Um, uh, there's been a few, few topics that have been big topics today, but uh, the first one I want to jump into is uh, Cam Newton. Um, as, as we all know, I've never been a big Cam Newton fan. Um, from the days when he got kicked out of Florida for stealing the laptop and uh, um, cheating and to getting paid to play at Auburn and all that scandal. And then you move on into Carolina and on the whole ridiculous dabbing thing um, and the whole Superman thing um, came out, blaze glory. I was a big body quarterback, didn't have an arm for squats, um, never once ended up having really an arm for squats. Um, that's why he used his legs as much as he did. Fortunately for him, he was a more of a big body quarterback, so uh, um, the injuries weren't piling up as they did for our G3 and um, some of these other quarterbacks that did not have arms and had to use their legs to uh, compensate for uh, the lack of accuracy and lack of arm. And uh, as ages wore on, the arm never got any better, never got more accurate, and Carolina decided to move on. And uh, New England decided to give, give them a chance last year. And a team that nobody was really expecting to do much. Um, it was kind of one of the reasons Tom Brady went in and left. There wasn't much going on. They weren't building a team or putting a team around him. And um, he, you know, you ain't going to do due diligence. So I'm going to take my talents to uh, to Florida and uh, help Tampa Bay win a Super Bowl on exactly what they did there. And you have Cam Newton stuck in – um, New England. Of course, he had a lot of good things to say in his little uh, interview, sit-down podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall. But one of the things that, that stuck out about that whole interview, other than the fact that uh, very complimentary of, of Bill Belichick and talk about how he's one of the most misunderstood um, people in sports, don't know if he was genuinely meaning that or if that was just kind of a pitch to uh, hopefully get re-signed with New England again this year. But uh, talked about uh, he wasn't ready to, to hang it up yet, that this is not how he wants to go out, that there are not 32 teams or 32 quarterbacks out there better than him. And uh, we're, we're as the free agency uh, – time frame is opening up and then they got till March 9th to uh, people to make decisions. You know, I, I, I can agree to an extent and, and, you know, it's when, when it comes to these, these quarterbacks, these, these quarterbacks that 
are run first, throw second quarterbacks because they don't have an arm. You know, your your Colin Kaepernick's, your Cam Newtons, your RG3s, your Lamar Jacksons. You know, they, they come out, look good in that, in that first season or two, and then after that it kind of gets very restricted because unless unless they're able to, and I mean the likelihood of them learning how to throw an accurate and, and good deep ball or even just an accurate pass, at this point in their career after high school, after college, after a season or two in the NFL, and you, the odds of you learning – how to become an actual quarterback and an NFL caliber quarterback is really slim to none. And that's why, you know, plus the baggage that came along with Colin Kaepernick, you don't have him in the league no more. I mean, came out that first season, took over for Alex Smith, really didn't deserve the position over Alex Smith. Um, but got it, took the 49ers to the Super Bowl or continued the momentum into the Super Bowl um, and called it eventually cost them with the turnovers and, waste timeouts and everything else, defense adjusted. And after the roll into the next season, the production got less and less. The arm didn't get no more accurate. The arm didn't get any better. And then he started throwing his, his sideline uh, activities and his focus that was not quite on the NFL, then demanding starting quarterback pay that was not a starting quarterback, quality quarterback, and that exits Colin Kaepernick. And – then you also have RG3, who came out not really an accurate quarterback. Um, got lucky with some deep ball, really was not an accurate quarterback. That first year or two, running around, picking up all those yards, looking looking great until the defense adjusted. And then when the arm didn't get any more accurate and the passing didn't get any better and the injury started to uh, um, pile up, uh, I don't even think RG3 is even in the league anymore. I, I know that it was a backup somewhere. I think Baltimore at some point. Um, but I, I don't even he's even got that role anymore. Um, Cam Newton, same thing. Came out, MVP of the league, like Carolina, the Super Bowl. He was a little more fortunate than other uh, the other quarterbacks that we've mentioned so far. He was a little bit more big-bodied. He, he he didn't have the, the skinny, lanky, kind of body frame. He he was more built like a linebacker. Um, still was not an accurate quarterback. Still not an accurate quarterback. And uh, depended on his legs. And once the defense is adjusted to that and um, teams had a chance to study film, productive, the productivity got less and less. Um, and, and that's where we're at now. Now, I, I, I can agree. Uh, I'm not too, too much of a, uh, a hothead or uh, or man to admit that no, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton. I, I, I'm not too delusional to say that now. There's probably about 29 or so that are. I mean, Kyle Murray better, Matt Ryan Matt Ryan better, Tom Brady, Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, Drew Brees. But, you know, retired. Uh, Tannehill, um, I'm not going to say Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was another one. Kind of, re, kind of depend on his legs a little bit more because his arm is not um, not that great. Um, 
Dak Prescott's better. I'm not going to throw Carson Wentz in there. I don't even know if I would throw Joe Burrow in there. Um, Deshaun Watson better. I'm, I'm not ready to throw Lamar Jackson in there better. Um, Kirk Cousin better. Derek Carr better. Garoppolo, Garoppolo better. Stafford better. Mayfield better. I'm not going to say Minshew. I'm not going to say Donald. I'm not going to say Dwayne Haskins. I'm not going to say Daniel Jones. Okay. So we're not going to have 32 teams or 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton. We're, we're, we're at least, say, let's be honest, about 24 to 26 quarterbacks better. But then of those six or so quarterbacks that are not better, we're talking about quarterbacks that are in their mid-20s. So now teams have a decision to make. Do you take Cam Newton, who has never really been an accurate, good quarterback, has been a quarterback that's dependent on his legs, been dealing with different injuries, that is now 32 and more than likelihood with all these injuries and all the wear and tear has kind of wore the tread out on the tires and is really a band-aid for a team that does not have a plan for maybe 2021, even maybe 2022. Um, or do you go with one of these young quarterbacks? Do you stick with your Sam Darnold? Do you, do you, start, do you draft this year and, and move forward as we expect the Jets to? We expect Jacksonville to. Uh, Pittsburgh went ahead, and swined, or went ahead and signed the way it happens. I, I think that um, – that, that would be an interesting situation if you took Cam Newton to Pittsburgh. It buys you a year or two. You can go ahead and suck up the dead cap space, the $22 million that you're going to have to pay Roethlisberger, or do you go ahead and keep Ben and you pay the $41 million that he's not worth? Because um, we all know that the lack of performance uh, of the 2020 season you're probably going to get Cam Newton on a cheap deal, just like New England got him going into the 2020 season. Um, you you had some people felt that he was lowballed on it. Um, nobody's going to feel that way this year because Cam Newton did not even perform to the expectations that people were that expected him to get paid more was riding off the Carolina days, which were past those days. So he. Where there really is not 32 teams or 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton, and we we can validate the fact that maybe that retirement's off the table because you're not the there's a position out there and about six to eight teams. Are you willing to kind of be a band aid while? that team is looking for their future. Are you are you able to put your ego to the side? Even if it's staying in New England, are you able, Cam Newton, to put your ego to the side and realize that you are a Band-Aid, you are a product of now, you are not a product of the future, you're not something the team's going to build around, you're, you're not a team that, you're not a player that a team is expecting to sign a long deal, long long term contract. You're you're looking at a year here, maybe two years there. 
and you're looking at a, a contract that is not going to be guaranteed of a lot of money, if anything at all, it's more going to be incentive-based in, in hopes that they get a year or two of good productivity out of you before who they draft or who they're going to sign and develop is ready to take over. Are, are you willing to take that role? That, that, that's a pretty big step in checking your ego and, and doing what's better for your career if you're not ready to retire versus you have someone like Colin Kaepernick who refused to play and, and then wants to throw all these owners underneath the bus saying, I've been blackballed for this reason or that reason. Though you weren't blackballed. You had contract offers. Just nobody was offering you starting quarterback pay because you're nothing more than a backup quarterback at best. You weren't willing to take those contracts. You use your sideline activities and kneeling for the national anthem and everything else as your scapegoat to to kind of throw everybody underneath the bus and blame the NFL and blame the owners. You're not getting contracts, and that, that's completely not even the, what exactly happened. So, Cam Newton, are you willing to to take the lesser contract? Are you willing to take a contract that's going to only have you a year or two here? or a year or two there, maybe, like I said, maybe incentive-based give you opportunities to, to make your season worthwhile, but are you are you willing to be the quarterback now, a, a Band-Aid for a team that is looking for their future, and, and can you put your ego to the side? Can you can you be a system quarterback? Can, can you play that role? That's That's – that's a big question, especially with Cam Newton, especially with the flashiness and, and, and the extravagance that his lifestyle leads. Um, I, don't, I don't know, someone that, that's been a league MVP, someone that has led a team 15-1 and one and gone to the Super Bowl. Um, and, and I hate throwing that 15-1 that and one season out there. I hate even throwing the Super Bowl run out there. That, I mean, statistically, they played the easiest schedule possible. I understand that they have nothing to do with their doing the schedule. It's all based on rotation. They just fortunately only played like one team that was even a 500 team that year. So I hate that, that that's even a stat that's thrown out there. Um, it, I think the only two teams they played that was legit, legitimately was the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals that they beat in the NFC Championship game. I was shocked that they got past the Carson Palmer led um, um, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. And then, of course, they got demolished in the Super Bowl with the, 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 the horrible performance he put in the Super Bowl. Um, but outside of that, I hate the fact that that's even a, a topic of conversation when it comes to on his record because that was like the worst. <laughs> that was the, the the most cakewalk schedule ever and, and created, and, and the teams that they just happened to play that year was just everybody had horrible seasons. Um, and, and so it made Carolina look like this this incredibly great team, fifteen and one, and that that wasn't even the whole case. But more so, are, are you are you willing to take that? Are, are you willing to play that role? Um, like I said, there there there's not too many quarterbacks out there that you rate better than you. You threw eight touchdowns this year. Um, you you had more interceptions than touchdowns. Seven nine record. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I, that, that To go from a, being a league MVP and competing in the Super Bowls and knowing that you are not ready to retire, that you feel that you are, they're not 32 quarterbacks better than you, and I, I can agree with that. But of those six to eight quarterbacks that are not better than you, they're young quarterbacks. They're quarterbacks that um, are, are not past their prime, that are, have not wore out the tread on the tires, that um, have have enough left in them that they can have a, a, a lengthy contract. They're, they're not past their prime. They're, they're not just there to kind of be a Band-Aid over – a season or two to, to until the team decides what direction they want to go. Who 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 are we waiting for to come in the draft? Is it someone out of the 2021 draft? Is it someone out of the 2022 draft? Um, you know, there there's, there's like I said, the, the like so we mentioned, there's like 69 million reasons why the Patriots could be where he needs to stay at, and 69 million is the cap space. Like the Patriots have a lot of cap space this year. They have an opportunity to um, bring in players to surround Cam Newton. Now, whether or not anybody wants to come play with Cam Newton, that's going to be a whole other whole other thing. You know, they didn't have all this this room and all these opportunities while they had Tom Brady and had this system. And, and it, it, you know, if they would have and they would have better managed this, who who to say Tom Brady would have went anywhere? But since you didn't have all this and didn't have an opportunity to put players around him, Tom Brady didn't want to spend his last few years in the NFL um, playing with unknown receivers and and the unknowns and wanted to be able to compete for another Super Bowl. Now now you have that cap space, but now you have a quarterback that there's no certainty. There There's no – can he he lead a team to the playoffs? Can and you know once upon a time this AFC East was a very weak conference. Um, now our division now it's not even the same case as the Miami Dolphins have gotten better. Buffalo um, just short of the Super Bowl. Um, the Jets well the Jets are still the Jets. Um, that, that's not a change. Um, we'll see what direction they go with this draft, and do they keep Sam Darnold? Do, do they move on from that whole project and draft somebody new, trade for somebody? Uh, I know that uh, they've been very voice voice of about uh, bringing Deshaun Watson in. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, I, I don't see the Jets having having enough to offer to bring Deshaun Watson to New York, but. Um, you know, the, that AFC East is not such an easy road to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl as it once was, as that that division's gotten tougher. But do do any receivers that uh, become free agents this year, Shushu, um, amongst many names, do do they want to come play with Cam Newton? Do you want to take a chance playing with a quarterback that's not really got an accurate arm that uh, has already spent all these years in the league and that arm is wore out, that inaccurate arm is wore out. It's only going to be able to take so many more beatings before the injuries tally up. We we know the defenses have already adjusted and and have learned Cam Newton, so that's not even something that 
once was and watching him run for all those yards. Um, you know, that we, we watched that with Buffalo with Lamar Jackson. It's another quarterback I see starting is, is going to start falling off and is not going to be as productive. I know these people, Lamar Jackson this and Lamar Jackson that. All you have to do is just learn how to not let him run. I think that was one of the most aggravating things watching the Cleveland Browns when they played Baltimore. You stop him from running the ball, you beat the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly what Buffalo did. Kept him running. You forced him to throw the ball. What ended up happening? <laughs> he threw more interceptions than he threw touchdowns. Like that's that's the simple solution to that that whole equation there. Uh, but I, I, I will agree with Camden that you know I don't know if it's necessarily the right time to hang up the 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 helmet or not. But I will agree that there's not 32 quarterbacks in the league right now as of today that are better than him. Now after this draft, there there's a possibility that we're, we're getting closer to that 32 number. Um, but is there a team out there that's ready, willing to um, bring his services in? to hold them over for a season or two? Is, is Cam, Cam Newton ready to embrace just being a Band-Aid um, and not being the future of a team? So we'll see how this plays out. We'll watch the free agency um, as that window opens up until March 9th. Let's see where he lands. And um, see if Bill Belichick's willing to take another year and, and um, have him in the system. Um, is there anybody in the draft that New England's looking at to draft and to either be the future, or do do we do we trap down as Bill Belichick is famous for doing, and build to and work their way up the draft to see for the next season or the following season? Who who do we see coming out of um, college football in the next year or two that New England is intrigued by or wanting to bring in? I know there's a lot of talk about Bill Belichick wanting to bring um, Jimmy Garoppolo back. Um, issue with that, issue with that is Jimmy can't stay healthy. It seems like he may get a week or two and he's out. Um, you know, the the most complete season that Jimmy had, the 49ers won to the Super Bowl, um, and, and obviously Kansas City was able to uh, take care of that. Um, wasn't wowing us with the numbers and you know most of those games he was barely throwing 200 yards but he wasn't turning the ball over and he managed the game but um does uh, is is Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers willing to come off Jimmy they want to go in a different direction um and and would that be with that cap space that 69 million dollars would that that be an enticing enough to bring receivers in to to beef up this offense um, and, and a quarterback that has been in the system and, and knows the system. It's like that this this uh, free agency is, um, time period here that's coming up and, and some March tonight this is definitely going to be interesting, and uh, we're, we're going to have to see how these dominoes fall and lead up into this draft and, and see what we'll, we'll start getting an idea of who's expecting to draft quarterbacks and where some of these teams and what direction they're going to go. Um, and speaking of teams and directions to go, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, wow, it's an interesting situation out there in Seattle with Russell Wilson as he's expressed his dissatisfaction of uh, 
um, what's going on in Seattle and wanting to have more of a role in the offense and how it's ran, the protection, the play calling, that kind of stuff. And and understand that part of this is the fact that he tries to extend plays and, and that instead of living to see another down it is I, I most commonly say, and, and it's the quarterbacks that I, I typically want to have in my backfield. Um, you know, Russell Wilson is kind of a unique situation. You've you got a quarterback in the third round that you didn't have to invest a lot into, and it was kind of one of those things, well, it's third round. So if it works, it works. It don't, it don't. Um, and, and then you, you kind of lucked out. And you, you've got a quarterback at a cheap rate and, and uh, you know, eventually you're going to pay him a lot of money. But you had an opportunity, and, and that was kind of why Seattle had the run that they had or was able to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl and, um, and, and make it back to the Super Bowl even though they lost. You had a bunch of young players that they drafted and were on cheap contracts. Once everybody started wanting their money, and you started had to pay out the money. That's when the Legion of Doom broke up, and you, you started having to send players elsewhere because you couldn't afford what everybody was wanting. And, and it was fun while lasting. Um, that's why I don't. That is why this ridiculous conversation of Patrick Mahomes being the the next Tom Brady and and his baby goats and all this ridiculous garbage stuff that everybody talks about. One, Mahomes doesn't live this deep. The next down is as he was choked out and hobbling around on one foot through the playoff. But also, you're already starting to see the same situation in Kansas City that we saw in Seattle with Chris Jones and his contract and what ninety million dollars over four years, five years, whatever it was. And you you got Mahomes' contract, ten years, five hundred million dollars, and you you starting to add all these contracts. Tyreek Hill's going to want his money. Kelsey's going to want his money. Um. Sammy Watkins, if he sticks around, he's going to want some money. Like You're going to have to start paying these players, and you already got um, your key players wanting max contracts. I mean, you, you figure, I, I know some of it's bonus incentive and um, everything else, but, I mean, essentially $50 million locked up a year with Patrick Mahomes, and you, you, you're looking at, what, almost $20 million a year, whatever, and Chris Jones. Um, so, you're, 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 that, that cap space is starting to get smaller and smaller. So are, are the Chiefs willing to continue to be over the, the cap and pay the luxury taxes and everything else, or you start drawing that back in and, and start getting underneath the cap? And how much are they willing to fork out and be over the cap? How how much is that championship run worth? And how long are you willing to be over that cap space? How long are you willing to fork out all this extra money just to have these players? Or when when do you finally say enough is enough, like the Seattle Seahawks, and you start trying to regroup and and restructure your your team and these contracts? And so that's why it's it the difference between Tom Brady, the New England Patriots, and Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady wasn't about max contract. He took home hometown discounts and, and was more focused on Super Bowls and being protected versus having max contracts. And so um, now you got Russell Wilson, 
who at the time had max that had a max contract. Um, and we watched Seattle kind of just dispense and disperse and everything else. And yes, the, the, I think I saw something or heard something today that they've only missed the playoffs like once since Russell Wilson's been there. And like I said, it is not common that you get a third round quarterback that is played to the level that Russell Wilson has and, and is, is had the success and took you to a couple Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl. Um, but you, you have a quarterback that's statistically easily top five um, in, in the NFL right now and probably over the last 10 years that he's been in the league. Um, statistically the best player that the Seattle Seahawks has ever had. And you have a quarterback that wants to be involved, that wants to find ways to help improve the offense, to make it more efficient, that wants to um, help team continue to to be a threat in the NFC West and the NFC period and, and go to the Super Bowl. And here you're not wanting to really work with Russell Wilson. You kind of want him to just be silent and let Pete Carroll continue to do things the way Pete Carroll wants to do things. Now, there, there has been offers, and even though Seattle has said that they're not interested in trading Russell Wilson, um, the reports kind of contradict themselves when we know that Seattle's looking for three first-round picks to take to trade off Russell Wilson. So if you're not interesting, then we should not even have this kind of number. We should not know that you're looking for three first-round picks. That means you're saying one thing, but the buzz is in your ear that we got Russell Wilson for a, 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 in the third round. We, we got him on the low low. We're on the back end of his career. We can possibly get three first round picks. We could start looking at our future. We could use those third, three first round picks what do we got coming out in the next year or two that if we do this, we, we, we might be in a rebuild for a season, but is there anybody that is willing to trade us that their three draft picks are, are going to help us this year or next year get a quarterback next these following couple of years, get pieces to go around us so we can make another run? I mean that's that's what I'm hearing here. That's that's the big picture. If I if I, cause if, I if I'm trading off my my franchise quarterback, like the quarterback statistically that has been the best player in this franchise's history, best player period, not just quarterback. If I'm going to trade them off, I'm already game planning on what I'm what I'm expected to get and what's coming out so I can make this a quick, easy transaction or a quick, easy, quick, quick and easy transition so that we're not one of these teams that are going to be rebuilding forever in a day 
that we can get back into winning the NFC West, that we can get back into returning to the Super Bowl, and that we can do this without a hiccup and our fans be upset because we traded off the best player we've ever had in our franchise history. Um, so you, you can say that you're not interested in trading Russell Wilson. First of all, just like Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, always said everybody has their price. There, there's a price out there for, for Russell Wilson. Whether or not Seattle executes the trade and, and is willing to accept the backlash, especially if it does not turn out the way that they hope it turns out, um, and, and the, the scrutiny and the the um, the hatred that they're going to get from their fans, um, if they're willing to to take that chance, that that's a whole other question. Um, but don't say that you're 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 not interested and you're you're not going to trade Russell Wilson, but take calls and put out there what it's going to take to get Russell Wilson because that that lets the whole NFL world know that you you're willing to train him. Is whether or not the right suitor, the right team with the right first round, three first round draft picks are have are they is that team out there? Have you received the right um, to right offer from the right team? Because not everybody's three first rounds are going to be worth um, Russell Wilson. Now, now obviously you're going to prefer someone that's going to get you high end three first rounds. And you're also going to prefer someone that's going to be um, – I just shut everything down. Um, you're also going to prefer somebody that is not in your division and preferably not even in your conference. You only want to have to see Russell Wilson um, other than the rotating schedule. Um, unless you're in the Super Bowl, preferably. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to see how this one, how this one, I, I, I just don't see Seattle. I, I, I see that them deciding to work things out. I see them. It, it only makes sense. Why, why, would you, why would you not want your quarterback involved? Why would you not want your quarterback helping you um, game plan for these games, make your offense better, protect him. Um, like I said, I, I understand part of this, and a lot of this has got to do with his wanting to extend plays. Um, he's one of the very few quarterbacks that I don't necessarily cringe when they decide to extend the play. Most of the time when Russell Wilson does extend the play, he manages to get out of bounds or get down. He don't take as many hits as your RG3s and Lamar Jackson, the Cam Newtons, and Colin Kaepernick's. Um, he, he does it more often than if I was team owner or the, the coach, I, I would want. Um, as a fan, he only likes one team. It doesn't necessarily bother me how many times he takes that chance. Um, but like I said, I, I understand part of this is his doing, but I also understand that. Uh, um, there needs to be an offensive line that's going to protect him, that's going to give him the time, that, that's going to make his job a little bit easier. And, and 
them wanting to be involved. It just makes no sense to me. You, you've got quarterbacks out there that just kind of punch the clock. They're in, they're out, and that's it. And then you've got quarterbacks like Russell Wilson that is a a, a team quarterback, that is a, a corporate guy, that, is, that wants to be involved in, in the, the the functioning of this team. Why Why would you not – appreciate someone that is trying to help better the system, better help the situation, and let him be involved. Regardless of how much input you take and how much of that input that you do take, you utilize, at least let him feel that he is an important part of this whole decision-making. At least entertain him dropping, you know, different things in your ear and make him feel that he is part of the decision-making, regardless how much of it you will, you will actually allow him to be part of. Like, why why would you shoot yourself in the foot? There's, there's too many quarterbacks out there that their ego gets the best of them. They're not willing to adjust. They're, they're about their contract. They're they're about, you know, their, their, their limelight, their commercials, their this, their that. Why not want to work with a quarterback that is trying to improve your situation um, and, and your odds of returning to the playoffs, the NFC Championship, the Super Bowl, whatever the case might be? Um, another big topic today um, in this week has been LeBron James. Um, 18 years in the league, 38 years old, um, or 20 years in the league, 38 years old. Um, the, the insanity of um, what he is accomplishing and has accomplished is is unreal. But here we are in the month of February, and LeBron James is playing more minutes than anybody in the NBA. Now, of course, um, Dennis Schroeder being out due to COVID and AD being down because of the, uh, the injury, and, and really no timeline on AD. And, um, of course, the, the, the protocol and um, the COVID um, regulations, will, will, they'll, they'll have Schroeder back here soon. But um, the big question and the big conversation, it gets to be almost every year, is, is his minutes. It just doesn't seem that he slows down. This, this man spends a million dollars a year on his body and, and his health and, and putting him really in the situation and the, the physical um, the physical shape and athleticism that he's in. And, you know, the, the, the questions, the questions that he's getting <clears throat> and the people questioning his time and how many minutes he's playing, especially after another loss last night to the Washington Wizards, which I understand the Washington Wizards are not the team that anybody's expecting to be a threat to anybody. I, I mean, they still have Russell Westbrook. They still have Beal. It's not like this is just some rollover team. Um, but I understand it's also not a, a top five team even in the East. Um, to, to watch him have to go in overtime again last night and, and play the minutes he plays. Um, and, and listen to his reaction, talking about, I am resting. I'm sitting here doing this interview. I sit in my car on the way home, and I understand it's not the thing. Um, I understand 
that these players are kind of in, in a, a, a unique situation because the turnaround from last season to this season is very minimal. They're, they're trying to get back into basically a regular time frame of their season. And with COVID, everything got, got pushed back. So they finished their season late last year and then tried to roll out this season closer to the time frame. And then you're going to have the same situation because, you know, the, the season didn't roll out on time this year. So it's still going to be a shortened off season again this season. Uh, yeah, shortened season, a shortened off season after this season again, um, not not to the extreme in, until they're able to roll back into a regular time frame and, and get the season kicked off on a, on, on time. So this is this is going to be something that is, is going to take a couple couple seasons to get back into the normal flow and the normal rest days in between games and everything else. And, and so I understand this is a little bit different than a a, a normal season. Um, but LeBron's never really been one to take off a lot of time. I and mean, he, he usually leaves the, the league in minutes played. And, you know, you get towards right before all-star break normally, he starts to slow down a little bit and then uses that that time and then the all-star break to kind of recuperate and, and rest and get ready for the second half of the season as they make their playoff run. And depending on their seating and where they're at, whether or not he, he's got to go all the way up to the playoffs or gets an opportunity to kind of slack off um, and kind of not play the full amount of minutes leading into the playoffs so that he's ready for the playoffs. But at the end of the day, when you, you, you have a player that has played as many seasons that LeBron James has played, that plays the amount of minutes that he plays and has made it to the NBA Finals as many times that LeBron James has made it. To listen to these different reporters and listen to these different talk shows, question the Laker organization to to question LeBron James. You know, it'd be one thing if he was playing all these minutes as he was getting ready to slow down a little bit with his minutes um, as we're getting ready to go get close to the all-star break until AD got hurt and to a shorter has the COVID-19 uh, coming down with the, the positive. As he said, like he, like he normally does to recoup and get ready for the second half of the season, but injuries, and COVID-19 kind of prevented that. You, you really don't have a team deep enough and young enough because um, every LeBron team has aged veterans that you get on the on the low low to kind of fill that roster that you, you're not expecting them to play a lot of time. You're expecting them to come off the bench and give the young players the, that break that they need, but you, you, you're – you're, you're getting those veterans that have the experience that LeBron either likes, have played with, or have been in, you know, the championships and the playoffs and has that experience. Um, now you now you either play LeBron and let LeBron play these minutes and hope to pull off some wins that they're not really expecting to get and kind of coast till everybody gets back and hope to sneak a couple wins. Or you let LeBron rest, or you make LeBron rest because he ain't trying to rest. 
and you hope for the best and you hope for your seating that you're not now going to get home court advantage and you're not going to get this and you're not going to get that. You're not going to get, you know, that, that rest time because when you're that number one seed and you play that eight seed team and you sweep them, um, not only did you have the home court, but now you get a rest before round two and continues on is, you know, you, you hope that, you know, you, you get lucky and get fortunate enough to play another high seeded team in, in the playoffs that you get a sweep and, and get more opportunity to get rest. Nothing worse than going to the playoffs than you being a fourth seeded team and had to play fifth seeded or you're um, third, uh, yeah, was it four, five, so three and six that are a little more equal and the series drags on six, seven games. And so you got the first seed and second seed resting up, and you got your third through six not resting up. And so the, the those minutes and, and the the uh, the the minutes and the, the games start to to play their toll and, and wear down, wear you down. Kind of reminds me of that that Golden State team that uh, they, they you know seventy three and nine was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then by the time you you're up 3-1 against Cleveland in the playoffs in the finals, and you start to wear it down, and Cleveland makes that run to win a championship. It all all starts to add up. It all starts to make a difference. Um, but LeBron knows his body more than anybody. And, and I, I understand that we're starting to get into a time frame or a, or a situation where, you know, time's going to catch up with them. And these 20 years in the league and the creeping up on the 40 that, you know, he's going to start to experience fatigue like he's never experienced before. And some of these these minor injuries or nagging, you know, minor pain start to become a nagging pain and they start to make their, take their toll on them. Um, but to get to that point, you – do you really pull back and what is one of the greatest players to ever play this game? You're really your only shot of, of getting a good seed or even making the playoffs. Um, I, I just think it's insane that such a big deal has been made about how many mile or how many minutes he's playing the game. Um, I, I could see if the coaching staff was forcing him or, or if he was unhappy or, um, we, we we saw him struggling to play these games and, and struggling to, to make it to the end of the game. But when we're watching him play at the level he's playing at, and, and I, I mean, he was, what, a rebound short of a triple-double last night? Um, that, that kind of tells you everything you, you need to know and, and whether or not physically he's up to this or not. Um, but um, and, and speaking of the All-Star game, um, I, I know that we're creeping up on it in Atlanta, and you know, with the quick turn or turnaround, and I know that people are using this as part of their well, this is you know, one more way you know, he's putting too many minutes in, he doesn't want to play in the all star game, and you know, this and the other. Well, first of all, um, a lot of this decision and him not wanting or really care less if they have an all-star game this year, back to the quick turnaround in the offseason, trying to get the season time frame back on track. But let's be honest, is there really point of an all-star game? Let's throw in the fact that there's not going to be fans and there's not going to be this whole to-do for this all-star game. So now you're putting on an exhibition game 
that really means nothing at all, that there is no defense. We we watched the best of the best score almost 200 points on each side of the ball. Um, that, that, that tells you. So either all of a sudden everybody's the best shooter in the world and everybody's horrible in defense, so nobody's trying. We'll, let's, let's just be honest about it. Um, then you got your skills competitions. Well, that's really the only thing that really holds any kind of weight for the All-Star Weekend anymore. Um, not so much the slam dunk contest. This is not the days of the you, you dunk or you get zero. Now you get like six attempts at dunks and everything else, and it, it's not even really worth watching. Now the the three shoot the three point contest that that's that's something to watch that that you know that that's a whole different skill within itself. Um, but there's nobody there to watch that, uh, and so it kind of takes away from that as well. Um, and it was, it was just like the Pro Bowl, just like All Star Weekend for the NBA, until you until you have a purpose, until you Give these guys a reason to actually want to try, to actually play like all-star players. There's really no point in the all-star weekend. There's really no point in the Pro Bowl. I mean, once you start making it the East versus the West, winner gets home court advantage, then it makes a difference. I don't know if it still makes a difference or not, if it's that important to anybody or not. To me, it would be in a normal season. I, I would rather want to know that the first, what, three or four games out of the, or the three or four out of the first five or six games are going to be in my court. I, I would rather know, want to know that one, game one and two, and it was a five and seven, are going to be played in my court. So I'm going to play a little bit harder. I mean, granted, you're going to have a few of those players are on teams that. They know that their team's not making the playoffs. <laughs> There's no shot in hell. But majority of those players that are playing during the All-Star game, their teams are in the top eight. Why would you not want an opportunity to have to make the Lakers come through your court or the Brooklyn Nets to come through your court? Why, why, why take a chance that they're going to be the higher-seeded team with the better record? Why not? The, the all-star game, make the all-star game serve a purpose, yet these players want to play. I understand all the injuries. Thing. Well, it, injury is going to happen regardless. They're, they're going to tweak a twink an ankle or pull something, showboating, and, and all the stuff they do regardless. So why not make this game serve a purpose? I am fine with the NBA not, and more likelihood they're not going to have an all-star game. LeBron's like the, the most influential person ever in the NBA. LeBron doesn't want to play, doesn't want an all-star weekend. They're probably not going to have an all-star weekend, and, I, and I'm perfectly fine with that. The game serves no purpose. I couldn't tell you last time I watched it. I, as a matter of fact, I don't know what year it was. The Shaq was still, I think, in Orlando. I remember I was at church. I had a little TV, or there was a TV downstairs, and that was the last time. So I was probably middle school. So you're looking what, 30 years ago at this point, last time I watched an all-star game or even cared to watch an all-star game. 
I can't tell you last time I watched a Pro Bowl game. Major League Baseball, NHL, NASCAR, they, they have a purpose behind theirs. I can get behind those. I have no interest in watching the Eastern Conference score 196 points and the Western Conference score 192 points. Like, no, no interest at all. Just like I have no interest in watching the highest form of football with what is supposed to be the best players ever play two-hand touch. I just assume go uh, go up the road and, and watch the Pee Wee League play flag football. Don't forget, Monday night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, Race Chat Live. That's Chris, Craig, and Taz. We'll uh, have all the latest on this weekend at Homestead, Xfinity Series, and uh, Cup Series. Um, as the truck series will not be there this weekend as they got the weekend off. Um, they do have a uh, guest again this weekend, so make sure you guys check that out as well. If you guys missed uh, any of their shows, all you got to do is catch it right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, you can go to the site, www.the110nationsports.com, as there is a uh, Blog Talk player on the uh, bottom of the main page or on the right-hand side of all the uh, um, other pages, or you guys uh, – if you guys are listening through uh, iHeartRadio, you can catch uh, replays there, iTunes, Google Play, um, Spreaker, you name it. Um, we're pretty much on every platform, so you guys check those out. Catch all the catch all the shows. I will be back in the studio next Tuesday night, 8 o'clock right here on the One Nation Sports Radio Network. Uh, but don't forget, you guys uh, can check us out on Facebook, the One Ten Nation Sports. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at One Ten Nation. Um, like I said, go over and check the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all of the latest. Monday night, 8 o'clock. Race chat live. Make sure you guys – my mouse does not want to work right. There we go. Make sure you guys check out the latest um, on their show. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110Nation and on Facebook at 110Nation Sports. Until next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.